and start, 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 start. You are listening to The Mallory Report, a live radio show that ventures into the mysteries of life, as well as the hot topics of the day, either political or business. Well, it's probably a normal day for our guest today, but it was like 102 degrees here. Well, maybe it wasn't that hot, but for a, for a chubby guy, it felt like it was 900 degrees, but that's okay. I survived. I've got a fan belonging on me. All is well. It just roared in a major thunderstorm. So, hey, we've made it. I mean, I didn't melt and I didn't get blown away, so I guess it's time for the show. So, I didn't even ask you this, and so if I embarrass you and mispronounce this, please correct me. Will you do that? <laughs> no one ever gets it, but let's see if you can. Oh, okay, well, that makes me feel just a slight bit better when I say Tal Yosef. You got it perfectly. Congratulations. Oh, well, that's probably the first time I didn't actually butcher somebody's name. Uh, so we're just going to stop the show here and say thank you and go home. <laughs> Does it get any better than that? <laughs> Tal is a uh, real estate agent from Las Vegas amongst uh, some other things that you've done in your life. But w- let's talk about... Well, first and foremost, how are you doing tonight? I just complained about being hot and sweaty and rained on. And how's Vegas tonight? I'm doing great. Vegas is hot, just like normal. We've had an insane heat wave, gosh, from spring, and it's continuing, and it's not going to stop. So if you need to get away and get into the heat, come on down. Well, you have, as the joke is, you have that dry heat, though. Dude, so it's manageable. Yeah, like so when it's a hundred, it's like a hundred, and not doesn't feel like a hundred because it's what was it the other day here seventy five percent humidity, and I'm like, <laughs> now here here it's actually the average right now is about one oh seven I'd say on an average day, uh, went up to one sixteen the other day, but it did it was just it felt like one sixteen it wasn't that bad. I have family in Canada and they have a heat wave that's going on too, so they're they don't do. Fahrenheit, of course, but if they were in the in the one hundreds, they would feel like one twenty, one forty. It's crazy. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, what, what's the coldest it gets in Vegas? What I mean on a routine day? I mean, obviously there's cold snaps to go through, but what's the the normal ro- low around there? Temperature wise, I can't really tell you. I'm terrible when it comes to that. Um, but it gets pretty cold. It is the desert, so in the winter time, it's freezing. It's it's triple layers. Big parka, that that kind of thing. It gets quite cold, but you know that's that's kind of nice. But you don't get you snow. Deal with the heat. You get snow. Uh, do supposedly? I'm, I'm putting uh, close fingers up right now, or rock star fingers. Um, the snow here is what I consider dandruff. It'll <laughs> stay for maybe ten minutes and then it's gone. Everyone gets so excited, but it's. I come from Canada, so I know snow. I was going to say, you're from Canada where where snow is snow, and you you stack snow on top of snow in layers. Um, (laughs) Oh, man, I miss snowmen. I really do. But yeah, no, Vegas is great. Okay, so let's let's talk about that for a second since we're here. What what took you from Canada to Vegas? I mean, obviously obviously I can assume some things, but let's hear it straight from you. (laughs) (laughs) Actuality, I came down here to do Cirque du Soleil. I used to be a performer for about 15, 20 years, a professional performer. Uh, fell into it, surprisingly, and ran with it for quite some time. Ended up coming to Vegas. Cirque du Soleil hired me, brought me down. Surprisingly, I actually came from uh, South Africa. I was teaching in South Africa, and I, I, I came down here right away. That was 2008. I was only supposed to be here for a year, but I ended up staying. Um, and the funny thing is, is uh, you know, after, after Cirque du Soleil, I, I did a bunch of other things. I, I danced in the Jabberwocky show. I did a bunch of touring. I did all that stuff. And I never expected to stay. But then I got into the real estate side of things and loved it. So I've been here ever since. I have not left. Can't see so, myself So let's, let's back up a step further. What got you into dance and all that? Because I, I fell into it, actually. As I say, that doesn't seem like the the traditional Canadian story. So how did that all transpire? All right. Um, So, yeah, I, I, 
terrible that I'm saying this on, on online, but uh, I used to be a raver uh, back in the uh, in 1990-something. I used to be a raver, and that I fell into that, just kind of did it, and, you know, we would do that every once in a while, and I got good. I got good, and all you would do is dance, so I got pretty good at it. People noticed it. They asked me to teach, and one thing led to another. I ended up teaching right away. I ended up uh, booking a job maybe, like, two weeks after and the rest is history just a lot of training and a lot of uh hard work to be honest so we built the bridge backwards now let's build the bridge forward how did you go from from that to uh selling real estate because that seems like another big gap in my mind so let's fill that yeah, it is i actually i just told one of my uh, one of my clients about this today too um i was going to actually get into real estate in canada and i'm from vancouver canada um, and I decided to take a three-year stint out in Europe, did that for a little while, and that's how I kind of fell into the professional side of dancing. And um, while I was out, this was three years, so I was everywhere, all over the world. Um du Soleil got a hold of me. I don't really know how, and they asked me to come down for an audition. I did, and I had to move here about three to four weeks later. So, well, and, for my listeners yeah. out there who know my, my addiction to Twitter will be surprised. This guy doesn't have one, so they obviously didn't contact you via Twitter, so just everybody knows that. Um, I'm proud of you for taking the, the smart approach to that and avoiding it, because it is very addictive, by the way, just for the record. To, what, to, to, know, to know Twitter? Yeah. <laughs> it is it is remarkably <laughs> addictive. So, okay, sure. so... We all... So, now, what... what I, I talked to you a little bit this afternoon about, well, was that this morning or this afternoon? I don't know. Anyways, today we, we chatted a little bit on Facebook about how I wanted to kind of start a conversation about how I think I think the real estate market is changing, and I think we're at that pivot point. Now, I, I wanted to talk to you because I told you I'm a complete outsider, and I have no idea if I'm right or wrong about that. It's just kind of something that I feel, because I feel as the pandemic finally starts, as we're starting to take the mask off and do all this other stuff, and all these other restrictions are being lifted. We're going to see this weird, I don't want to say vacuum, but I'm not sure. How do you feel about all that? What? Um, I, I, everyone asks me. This is, this is a daily occurrence that people ask me this. Um, I don't have a magic ball. I can't tell you what's going to happen in the future. We do look uh, at all the data on a continual basis. Nothing shows that anything's really slowing down right now. Um, granted, this is all I'm seeing. So I don't see anything that's slowing down. In fact, I'm seeing things kind of ramp up just a little bit. Um, the interesting part is that, you know, right now, we're so low on inventory. And this is not just here in Las Vegas. This is all over North America, uh, even all over the world. Like, I have uh, I have friends all over the world in Israel. I have friends in Jamaica. I have friends all over. And this is going on everywhere. There is a, is a housing sh- shortage everywhere and a lot of buyers and it's kind of crazy right now the funny thing is if there were more sellers if more sellers came up and and decided to sell their property the first big batch would get a really great deal because you know you still go with uh with the prices that are hiking up but add more prices will start to steady out and things will start to kind of shift back to uh i don't want to say normal but shift back to kind of where it, it was a little bit. But no, I don't see anything slowing down right now. Not at all. Well, Crazy. I was going to say, because we're in an interesting spot, because we're just, I, I think lumber's starting to come down a little bit, at least is what I've kind of been trending to watch. So, I mean, with housing, the supplies to build houses have been out of sight, I'm sure. So that's kind of slowed the new house market down. So the old house market, as you said, has been crazy to watch. So that's kind of why I wanted to get you on, because I, I don't know how to to make all this stuff. And then once all these uh, moratoriums on renters not being able to be evicted, I mean, I could see that causing another a wave of houses going out there on sale. Oh, for sure. So what that is, the, the funny thing is, is um, the moratorium here in Las Vegas anyway has been extended to June 30th. I can possibly see it being extended past that. Um, granted, once that moratorium ends, there's going to be a, uh, you know, a hard talk with a bunch of different investors if they can keep their properties. A lot will have to sell. A lot will be in foreclosure. Um, there's going to be a major shift in the next you know, year or two. Uh, 
And that's when, you know, if you have money, start saving right now. If you can, you know, if you're looking to invest, if you're looking to change your life and, and, and grow, start saving right now because you're going to see some, hopefully, hopefully, you're going to see some pretty good deals coming up. Uh, but then again, you know, with the good comes the bad. So that's that's the hard part, too. So a lot of people are going to be evicted and whatnot for, that are renting. It's tricky. It's tricky. Yeah, as I say, there's no easy solution to any of these questions, but they're questions that need asked. And I've been trying to, throughout the course of, well, this pandemic and just life in general, just kind of kind of hit spots that find me absolutely fascinated. And this is just one of those spots where I just can't put my, I don't understand, I obviously don't understand it well enough to just sit here and talk about it myself. That's why I want to get you on. But all the little nuances, so there's, there's so many little avenues that go into this right now. It's just hard to keep track of them all. Because think of it, it's, it's a lot of different things that collided together. You have, uh, obviously, the biggest thing is, is, is COVID, and, and that changed. The interest rates went insanely low, and they're still quite low. They're still in the, the mid-twos. Um, and with that, you know, with, with the problems with COVID, it, it, it shut down a lot of uh, labor workers, shut down a lot of different things. Like right now, even for what you were talking about, new construction. Uh, new construction, it, at the beginning of this, when home prices were kind of crazy, new construction was the place to go because their prices weren't hiking up. But now, you know, with the lumber shortage, which lumber shortage, with the uh, labor workers shortage, um, you know, higher lot premiums, they they just there's huge lift to get into a, into a place, and they're they don't have enough inventory either. So it's a really interesting time, right? It's a very interesting time right now. Actually, I just did a I was looking into this. One in five homeowners uh, will sell in the next 12 months. One in five. One in and six in ten will relocate from where they are right now. Uh, granted, I'm, I'm in Las Vegas. I see you know we're a very transient city. Um, so when when we shut down, a lot of the and I'm very uh, strong with the performers and and all that sort of stuff here. So when we shut down. A lot of those people decided to move back to their hometown, move back away, kind of start new careers. You're going to see a lot of shifting uh, in in the next little while. So it's, it's kind of it's, it's interesting. It's really, I was going to say really that's that's part of the reason I wanted to get you because you're in you're in a city that is atypical, but I think it is typical of the major markets because I've noticed a lot of people. We call them up here's because I told you I'm north of Pittsburgh. So they're they're the people that come from the city and want to have the quote unquote normal life, right? So they they move out of the city, and we've been seeing a lot of those people coming around trying to find houses to live in. So as they're trying to get out of the city, and of course you've got a bunch of the same things where people are trying to get back to wherever. So it's an interesting phenomenon, which is I don't want to say it's good for our our small town, right? Because they're buying the houses. That's always good, but. Yeah, anyways, some of the people aren't the greatest, but anyways, I won't go there. We'll just keep it to the real estate for now. Um, so, <laughs> um, so right now, are you getting more calls, people looking to buy something or looking to sell? I get, I, I have to say, more more so I get more buyer calls. I have a lot of buyers that are asking to, uh, looking to purchase. Um, I apologize, my cats are going crazy. <laughs> of course um, they are, it's okay. <laughs> As long as you survive. Oh, great. <laughs> um, but I am getting a lot more seller calls because uh, people are realizing that, you know, they have the opportunity. So here's the thing. If you have the opportunity to sell your property and you don't have to buy right away, let's say you have another property where you can rent or something like that, a lot of people are doing that because they don't want to fall into the, 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 the you sell high, but you also have to buy high too. Um, so a lot of people are doing that, but then again, I'm seeing a lot of, a lot of my clients are getting like a, for, for, for purchasing anyway, if you're not purchasing a turnkey property, if you're purchasing something that takes a little bit of work, most of the people look past it. A lot of people right now want turnkey. They want that easy solution, but that's where all the issues coming from because you're going to get 10 people bidding on that and it's, it's insane. Um, but like recently I just closed a, I closed a deal and we were under list and we got the acceptance in less than 40 minutes. So it just depends. It's all case by case. 
it's 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 wild. That's why, like I said, that's why I want to get you on. So, okay, let's let's talk about Vegas for a minute because I've never been. So, you're wildly disappointed. Really? I'm sure. Um, uh, yeah, I'm sure you're wildly disappointed to hear that. But okay, so the biggest development from again from the outsider point of view is the Raiders arriving in town. Was that last year or two years ago? Everything's kind of a blur of my timeline. My timeline's all kind of off cue. That was last year. That was last year. Um, obviously, we had the Knights coming a few years ago uh, and dominate. And to be honest, once the Knights came, and I don't know if it was that we, you know, we made it to the playoffs, but Vegas became a sports city. We are now a definite sports city. We got the we got the Raiders. We have the Knights. Um, we're getting a baseball team. You know, the A's are looking to come here. It's it's turning into a very different city right now, which is which is phenomenal, which is really really cool. Because not only and, and of course I'm in real estate, so I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> but not only for the real estate people getting you know, you know prices are going to go up and you know, more people are going to have more equity in the property, but it's more of a fun city, like. We never, you know, if we wanted to go see sports, we'd have to see the, you know, the, the AAA team or whatever. And granted, it's fun. But now we get to see professional sports and big, big arenas. And it's, it's just great. It's really, really nice. Yeah, I was going to say, because yeah. I think that's changing the face of what people think of Vegas as, right? Because it normally was you'd go, go to casinos, go see your show, and get back out of town. Now people are actually staying. I mean, obviously there was always people staying there. I guess this sounds kind of more cliche than it is, but there, it seems to be a growing community now of people actually staying to do more things. Or am I just being... Uh, being... No, it's always a transient city. There's always people leaving. There's always people coming. Um, but with the growth of the city, with the infrastructure that, that, that's here and that, that's actually being built out right now, uh, I am seeing a lot more people coming and moving to Las Vegas right now uh, to start their life. A lot of people from California, um, a lot of people from Seattle. That's a big, big place that, that's coming here, which is really interesting. Um, and it's crazy. Like, we're, we're not just getting sports teams. We have a couple, we have the dome, which is this, this huge circular dome that's going to change the skyline of Las Vegas. We have a lot of things coming up. Like two or three new major casinos being, uh, being built right now. It's, it's huge. There's a lot. Yeah, we went through turmoil. But I have to say, Vegas came back quick. Granted, there's a lot of businesses that needed casinos to come back quickly, and they, they got the job done. So we haven't really seen insane hardship that you know a smaller a smaller town or a city would see. Let's say so. So how f- how far back would you say you guys are compared to in in, in just in, in general? Yeah, just in general. How do, how does it feel to you compared to what it was? Oh, now you know what? That's normal. It really feels normal. I, I, wait, I, what are you talking, are you talking about? Well, I'm just talking about the general or? vibe and all the you know all that goes on. So well, it, it, it feels like really does. Well, that's there's good. Everything does. There's everyone you know. Granted, you know whoever has masks on, um, but other than that, no. Even for for a few months now, it's felt just normal, which is great. Because we travel to, you know, we have Utah next door, we have Arizona next door, we have California next door, and we, as a family, we travel as much as we can, um, and there's some major differences. It's it's crazy. Yeah, well, Vegas well, is, I, I love here I'm, here I'm being stereotypical again, but I don't have that many us- li- listeners in Utah anyways, so we're just going to go there. That place isn't normal to start with. <laughs> It's it's right next door. It's a really big, you know, it's a really big uh, place that they, they like to come here. We like to go there. It's nice. It's, it's a good place to get away. But the funny thing is, is speaking of, well, I was talking about Seattle. Sorry, um, Phoenix, San Diego, and Seattle are all one of the big players when it comes to where the home prices uh, are skyrocketing right now. I think around 20% year over year in those three cities, where an average of 15% is uh, most other uh, major cities. So that's that's huge. That's a big difference. So um, I think you have a, a few listeners up, up in this area. So if you're in this area, in the you know, Pacific Northwest, in San Diego, California, Phoenix, Las Vegas, 
you guys are doing great. You guys are doing fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so uh, before I forget, because I don't want to forget this, because this is kind of the well, it's very important for me to ask you this. Where can people find you to find get get a house in Vegas for? Or if they're so, in Vegas I'm and they sure want we'll, to sell their house. <laughs> for sure. So my name is my name is very, very different. T-A-L is my first name. I-O-Z-E-F is my last name. Um, it's pronounced Yosef. So if you need me to if you need to find me on Instagram, it's the Yosef group. So I-O-Z-E-F again. Uh, you can just Google me, my first name, my, my last name, you'll definitely find me. But my phone number is 702-553-5589. I don't care where you are in North America or even all over the world. If you have any real estate question, ask me. I'm connected all throughout the world, and I can help. I can definitely help. And I, it's not about, and it's not about making money at all. It's just about helping. I love real estate. It's insane. I love it. So if you're here, I can definitely help you. But other than that, you know, I have the average. You know, I have the normal Facebook. I have Instagram. Tal Sells Vegas is my website. Granted, I never say this. It's always just keyed out on my phone or, or, or online. So it's interesting to say out loud, but yeah, that's, that's where you can get in touch with me. Um, but to be honest, if you, and this is kind of the big thing I really wanted to get on this and, and talk about. If you are, you know, worried about where you are in, in your financials when it comes to real estate, if you're, you know, if you're, uh, if you think you're going to need foreclosing, God, I can even speak English today. If you think you're going to foreclose, if you think you, you, know, you might have an issue with, with any sort of financials, contact me because uh, I can get you in touch with the right person that can help you. That's, it's a big, and a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, and I just want to I want to help out. So. Yeah, as I said, that is definitely a, a problem going around. I mean, I don't want to say it is, but, I mean, I, it seems I've seen enough people that are struggling because of all this. We're just we're struggling before all of this. So we got to make sure that if they have any questions, they get them answered before they run into trouble, so that's a great thing you're doing for people. Um, let's see, where'd it go? I had it. Oh, Germantown Runner. Shout out to him because he's the great, the great mind of this show. Okay, I shouldn't kiss up that much. Okay, um, the Las Vegas Basin has been a severe drought for a while now. Uh, are you worried that will affect real estate values as people? Well, I'll say it. Run out of water. That's funny you said that. That's been a. That's been a ongoing topic for the last three years um more i don't i don't know i'm I'm gonna be honest i don't know where i have a feeling vegas will find a way to get water you know shipped in somewhere if if anything we have lake mead that's kind of there um you know we we have we have our sources right now i can't see anything happening for for a while we do have our you know we are in a drought and we all you know have to be water smart and all that sort of stuff but um the water authority here in Las Vegas has, has been pushing it for years. And I, I feel that people are getting a little more, they have a little more understanding on how they need to uh, adapt to their water consumption. To be honest, I'm seeing, I'm seeing a lot of different lately, but to answer your question, I hate that I have to do this. I don't know. I really don't. I haven't seen any difference in, in, in my entire time in real estate since I've been here. This has been a topic since I've been here. It's been since 2014. Um, so I, you know, it's, it's always a topic, but I haven't seen any change in the market based on that whatsoever. Well that's, a, well, that's a good thing. I mean, I'm glad people are. It's in people's minds, though, because that's the last thing you want to do is run out of water. So. Sure, for sure, <laughs> especially in the desert. Yeah, I was going to say, especially in the desert. Of course, I'm sitting here sweating. I don't yeah. even know if I want to run out of water here. Uh, so, what do you like there? Huh? Say that one more time. Is it hot where you are, too? It, is, it was 92 here today. I think it was 92 or 95. I don't know. Hot enough for a guy who, you know, we get snow here. I mean, legitimate snow. So, 90, you know, when you're sweating, that, I, it's that big par- the big difference when you go from, like, 95 to negative 10. Like, you know, that big, those big swings in a year. You're never comfortable, I guess, is the easy way to put that. Um, okay. I, I'm going to ask this question. Have you ever driven up to Area 51? Because I know that's kind of in the... the it's only a couple hours it's a couple hours from Vegas. Yes? I, I hear the laughter. I, 
I, I actually, the funny thing is, is I've been here for so long and I haven't been anywhere. I haven't been to Area 51. I haven't been to, the only thing I've been to is the dam, the, the, the Hoover Dam. That's it. I haven't done anything. All I do is I'm here, I work, I hang out with my family, we travel, that's it. We don't really do too much other than see shows and whatnot. I need to. Uh, but no, I heard Area 51 is kind of neat. Um, all the stores and whatnot around there are, are interesting, but I haven't personally been down there. I actually would go to, um, uh, what is it? Uh, shoot. I can't remember exactly what it's called, but there's some sort of a restaurant around Area 51 that's supposed to be really, really cool. That's where I would first head off and venture to. But yeah, so, haven't been there. Well, I gotta, I've got to make some damn jokes here, so I don't know. I feel I feel you like that's to. the best that's the, the best one I've got. <laughs> it's when we were there. I think everyone when when we were on the tour, I think everyone made a damn joke. You uh, got that's, that's part of it. You got yeah. it though. <laughs> yeah, I have uh, what is that? Clark Gerswold from National Vacation jo- images in my head right now. Of course, they don't translate well to audio, but they're there. I'm sure anybody that's of the age that understands those. We're seeing those movies can appreciate what I'm talking about. So, uh, <laughs> so no, okay. So you you mentioned you 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 travel with the family. And you mentioned traveling with the the Cirque du Soleil earlier. So, what's what's brought in this back out for a minute? International travel, war dude. Where, where I mean, obviously Vegas is a great place, but where where else in the world should people try to venture off to? You want to have this topic? Let's do this. So I yeah. have a I perfect. Perfect. So, um, from every, and granted, I haven't been everywhere, but from all the places that I've been and the places that I, I, good friends have been and I have really good ideas of what it's like, honestly, Switzerland is my favorite place because just like how you were saying that you, you, you see the difference from negative whatever to, to 95 degrees, Switzerland is very similar to that as well. But it's gorgeous every single time I've ever been there. Whether it's freezing cold in the wintertime or it's beautifully sunny and just gorgeous in the summertime, there's something to do in Switzerland. And uh, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I ended up living there for, for a little bit. And it's by far one of the best places to go. Other than that, you know, anywhere in, in uh, Europe in, in general is fantastic. You can't go wrong. And no offense to all you Americans out there, <laughs> you guys got to travel. You guys got to get out of the state. Going to Mexico is not going out of the state. It's pretty much similar. Well, no that's, wh- that's why I'm asking. I haven't been out. That's why I need to. That's why I need some guidance. Well, I've also need. There's other things that that travel requires, but guidance is a good uh, a good start. Uh, <laughs> I say if you've never traveled before, go somewhere that they can speak your language so you can get around easier. Once you have that down, go somewhere a little different that is very different than North America. Granted, a lot of things are being, you know, there are, a lot of things are very similar to North America and how, um, from what I've seen. Um, but if you can go somewhere like, <clears throat> I don't know, uh, South, South Asia or anywhere very vastly different, you want culture shock. Culture shock is a beautiful thing. It makes you think. It opens up your mind. You'll you'll change your perspective on certain things. It's, it's fantastic. It's really really good. So yeah, that's one thing sh- I can say. Culture shock for me is Pittsburgh, man. That's a big city. <laughs> no, I, I know there's one place. Go figure. Go figure. I don't know why. Pittsburgh uh, down. I don't know why. I don't. I've I, since I was young. I've always wanted to go to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh and Boston, those two places. Well, because of that sports angst you had, probably. I am not into sports whatsoever. I love. I love watching sports. I can't tell you any professional athlete name whatsoever. But no, I. I just. I just love those two cities from from all the stuff that I've seen. It just. It looks interesting. Pittsburgh is definitely an interesting city because of how it's down in the valley, so to speak, and then it kind of spreads out throughout. And it's just, it is definitely unique compared to some of the other big cities that I've been in. It's just got its own its own vibe. So if you ever get the chance, if you ever, if you ever get the layover in Pittsburgh, let me know. We'll, 
get you out of the airport. <laughs> <for a> few... <laughs> well, I mean, you're not coming here intentionally there. <laughs> I, I totally would. I would hands down come to Pittsburgh intentionally. <laughs> I love traveling. It's great. Oh man. No, but, um, yeah. So if, if you, if anyone ever comes down to Vegas and you, and I don't have the, the hookups anymore than I used to, but if anyone that's listening that's ever coming down to Vegas, keep my information, contact me. I will give you the perfect runaround of where to go. There's certain things that you should and probably shouldn't do here in Las Vegas. Um, but I, I know it all. I'm tuned in insanely. Yeah. Well, you have to be, though, right? To be what, I mean, to be, to be in the now so you can be in the now. Oh, boy, that, that's a great True. statement. That really helped <laughs> the, the move this show forward to be in the <laughs> Allow myself to introduce myself. <laughs> um, no, for sure. No, it, but it's true, though. It, it's like any other main city. You don't normally do all the things that your city offers if you live there. If you're visiting, you're going to do it all. But if you don't live here or there or wherever it is, you don't really do it. You get on your day-to-day grind and you do what you do and that's it. Maybe on a once a year, maybe. But no, if Vegas is that is, is one of those cities that you have options all the time. And it's not even expensive. You know, It's not expensive to go out and do things. It's, it's, just, it's great. It's fantastic. And it's a 24-hour city. I've lived in cities that closed at, you know, things. everything closed at like 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock. I couldn't even imagine that anymore. Like, not being able to grocery shop at 2 o'clock in the morning if I need milk? Like, no way. No way. Oh, man, I, I have the perfect story for you about this. This isn't even grocery shopping. Um, broke something in the house the other night, and I'm like, hey, I'll, get a, I'll, go get the, I'll just go get a couple bolts and fix that. Checked both the te- hardware stores in town. Neither they both closed at four and five. This was six o'clock on a Saturday, and I needed a couple bolts. I had to go half an hour to Home Depot because nothing else wow. was. I'm like nothing. Apparently, apparently, you don't do any home improvement after five o'clock on Saturday. It's just done. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding? Ugh. Hang on. <laughs> That's, I couldn't even imagine that. I really can't. I, I think I think the Home Depot here closes at don't don't quote me on this, but I think it closes around like eleven, ten or yeah. eleven, maybe even yeah. midnight. Huh? Well, see, that's remarkable because ours clo- ours closes at nine. Ugh. Living the high life that's out there. Right, yeah, it, it is honestly. I mean, I don't think I'm going to be doing any serious repairs after nine. Just have to do my show after nine. So, <laughs> anyways, uh, so okay, my 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 chatters are wanting me to ask you about mobsters. Uh, have you met any? Do you do any shady dealings? I mean, I don't want to say shady dealings. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. I'm not going to try to get you in trouble. Forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no shady deals happening on my end. I am Canadian, and it, I I am true to that. I don't know what it is, but we're kind of honest people. Um, but no, I have looked. Honestly, I have looked hard to find any mobster, any mobster you know ties. Granted, it's there. I swear to God that obviously the the um, trash company is is owned by the mob, but it's it's all corporation now. Everything's corporation here, and whatever was was, and if it's still there, it's hidden very well. Um, we do have a mob museum. That's about it. <laughs> That's about it. So you mean to tell you mean to tell me I have a better mob story than you do? I have a terrible, I have no mob story. I wanted to. I have tried so hard. You have no idea. I've gone around looking for this stuff, but nothing. Nothing. What's your mob story? Okay, so a few years ago, this was 2005. I guess I can't even qualify this as a few years ago. This has been more than a few years ago. A buddy and I went to New York City because we wanted to see the Yankees at the old Yankee Stadium before they moved, right? So we're at JFK flying back, and our flight is delayed. And we're at the, this little counter... Wait, trying to get some information about how long this flight's going to be delayed, and over and over walks this gentleman, wide, big shoulders, with wearing a nice press suit, right? And he's, uh, excuse me, guys, how long is this flight going to be? These guys aren't telling us anything. Can you? Did you find anything out from them? In this very fake New York accent, I'm like, no, we're not having any luck either. He's like, well, somebody should tell us bleeping something or another. Right, and his hands are swinging around. I'm like, well, whatever. So we went and sat down. He came over and sat down beside us. 
And he's like, I'm, I was just here visiting my girlfriend for the weekend. Now I have to get home to Pittsburgh. And I'm like, this guy is not from Pittsburgh. Uh, <laughs> definitely not from Pittsburgh. He's got gold rings on all his fingers and the biggest gold chain I've ever seen in my life. I mean, I'm not even sure Mr. T would be jealous at this point, right? And I said, I've just got to ask you a question. What do you do for a living? Now, I told you he's got he gold did. everywhere, right? And he looks at me straight in the eye and says, I'm a pig farmer. Oh, God. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> now, I, where right? I grew up, there was a pig farm down the road. I could promise you that I've never seen that guy wearing gold anything. And that includes a wedding But you room. know what? <laughs> or pig farms are poor, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. See, we actually had, in, in Canada, we had, uh, I don't even know how many people they found, but they found a bunch of bodies at a pig farm here, or here in Canada. Crazy. It's yeah. crazy. But no, I've, granted, I've seen a lot of people that look like that here, but they're probably not gangsters. Well, <laughs> they just try to play them. I was going to say, that. well, right. how many times have you seen Elvis? Uh, like Elvis shows? Well, or uh, just walking down the street or... Oh, God. So here's the thing. When you're in Vegas, you don't actually really go to the strip very often. Uh, but for all the times that I have been, yeah, he's always there. There's there's so many different types of Elvis, which is fantastic. There's there's, there's any Elvis you can think of, to be honest. It's hilarious. I love it. That see, and, and Michael Jackson, those two. Those two. I, I was just going to ask, is there anybody else that you see that just feels out of place? But I think Michael Jackson probably it. <laughs> and I have to say, for anyone that's coming to Vegas, if you ever take pictures with these people that have the masks on and whatnot are walking down the strip, just wait until you see them with their masks off. It is a very different story. <laughs> you probably wouldn't want your kids being around these people, but just, just so you know. <laughs> They're not all like this, but I've, I've seen some interesting, interesting folk. Oh, I can't. Im- now, now I'm more interested in the uh, the flip side of all that. I want to come now. Oh my god! The the uh, the back. I I'd say not the underground scene, but the uh, the back of house scene of Las Vegas, where you see people kind of getting ready or or whatnot, is so funny because we don't have alleyways, but people have to get ready somewhere. So you see them getting ready on the side of the road, uh, just random places in bathrooms. It's hilarious. It's so funny when you just catch it. It's 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 really funny. You have to see it. It's one of those things you just have to see, and you'll know. Yeah. <laughs> but no, Vegas Vegas is great. It's fun. We're we're live. We're doing great. And uh, oh, actually, Cirque is opening up. I believe middle of next month. Don't call me on that. But a lot of uh, I think the Love Show is back. O is back, and Mister is back. Those three shows are definitely back, and they're going to be uh, ramping up or running up pretty soon. So that's that's huge. So if you haven't seen Cirque, it's ready. Yeah, I was going to say that's good, that's good. That's good to hear that things are getting back to. I don't want to say normal because I don't know if normal was ever the word, but <laughs> right. <I don't> <laughs> but no, things are things are getting better. Things are definitely getting better. And uh, it's it's it is nice to be here. It's a great city. It really, really is. Um, just that twenty four hour aspect really does help. Even you know, I have kids. You know, I'm not a partier, but I have kids, and you know, things happen, and you need something. It's it's just nice to have that. Um, oh, can I? Do you mind? Can I say something to your audience real quick? Yeah, Sorry. go ahead. So this. Sorry, this. I, I was just looking at a note. Um, from an earlier conversation today. Um, one thing I want to tell the listeners is that if you are looking to purchase a property, whether I don't care where you are, but if you're looking to purchase a property, the purchase price is not the be-all, end-all. Money is not the be-all, end-all of getting your home. Um, you know, Obviously, a lot of people are putting offers, God, I've seen them over about $100,000 over, um, in, in a decent price point in a million million plus it's it's way over sometimes but what I'm getting at is that sometimes if you if you were actively purchasing if you're actively buying and you want to purchase a property getting the highest offer is not always the winner you have to think of time frame you have to think of um, you know what's what does the seller want maybe they want 
someone that's going to take care of the property. Maybe they want a, a nice family that, that it's their first time. It's You'd be surprised. If, okay, granted, if it's an investor and you're buying from an investor, it's money. They want the most money. But if it's a normal owner-occupier, they might have a have a heart and they might be wanting something different. They might even, might not be money, might just an extra 10-day lease back for free or, or a month lease back for free, which, you know, it costs money with your mortgage payment, but in the long run, you'll get the property and it could save you a whole lot more money in, in the long run. So just food for thought, if you are thinking of purchasing, money is not the be-all, end-all. Talk to your realtor, call me, whatever. Find out what works best, go with that. Yeah, so, that's, some, that's just something I really want to get get over. No, there that's, that's a good question. Yeah, so good many point. people. I have people come up and be like, I have $30,000 I can put over, over list price. Can we go look at homes? I have such a big talk with these people. It's not like that. It's not like that. So it's food for thought. So the other thing I want to ask you is, or something I want to get from you is, what is the value? I mean, because people are thinking they can go it alone, right? Or want to cut out the realtor, but what's the value of having that person in the, in the, in play? Oh God, there's so much value. Um, okay. Without trying to sound like I'm building myself up because I'm not, but having a realtor, let's say, let's, let's cut it in half. If you are a buyer and you're looking to purchase a property, if you have a realtor, that realtor doesn't cost you a thing, which shouldn't anyway. Um, all, I don't charge a dime to my buyers. Um, and I work just as hard for them as I do for my sellers. So if you're, if you're a seller, you know, you're going to have to, to pay, um, the realtor commission, but that's negotiable depending on who you're talking to. And, uh, you know, that's something you definitely talk to your agent about, but you know, if, if you're looking to purchase, always use a realtor. There's no reason why you shouldn't. We don't cost you anything. You know, if, if granted, if they're a brand new realtor and they don't really know what's going on and they can't really help you, that's one thing. But if you're dealing with someone that's been in the business for quite some time, they understand the market, they understand how things, how things work, they understand negotiation, they, they're trained. They, we, I know I've been in this for a long time and I, I, I can do this in, in my sleep. But it, it's not only just our skill, it's our connections, it, it, it's just the way we speak. It, it's a lot of different things that we can offer that people don't really know how important it is until they're in that, you know, in that buying process or that selling process. It makes a huge difference for my sellers. Oh my God, I go way above and beyond for my sellers. I, I, even my buyers, I I just step up. It's, it's about doing as much as I possibly can for, for my clients um, and making sure that they come out on top. And that's pretty much it. That's really it. I fell into something that I love to do and I push daily. But no, if you're if you're thinking of buying and you don't have a ton of savings, um, my suggestion is talk to your lender, see what can work, talk to your agent, see if that works, and if not, take you know a couple months, save up, and then you'll be ready ready eventually. The thing is, is you know you want to buy if it's your first time, you want to buy, you just want to get it done, and then uh, you know you'll work your way up that ladder to to build your your, um, your financial goals and, and everything, and uh, it's 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 incredible. It's it's really incredible. Sorry, I, I, I no. totally lost my train of thought. No, my you're good. son is is pulling. No. Hold on a sec, buddy. Hey, thank you, dude. Thank you. <laughs> okay. I get it. I appreciate the time tonight, man. So, um, so I I okay. You mentioned million dollar houses, so. What's the biggest? Well, I don't, I don't want to say biggest. What's the the highest number or highest uh, price that you've sold for, or been part of? Uh, we're over a million for sure. Um, I don't. I don't like talking about that. I hate talking about that kind of stuff because it seems like I'm bragging. But no, over, I just all I say is I, I definitely do over a million. Um, but it's you know it. The funny thing that people always have this weird thing about is that if I'm selling a million dollar property or if I'm selling a hundred thousand dollar property. It's the same thing. It's just a different valuation. Granted, there's a lot more money involved and you have to be a little more, a lot more professional. You gotta make sure that everything runs smoothly. Um, but you have to do that for both. Like, just because, you know, someone has a ton of money and they can buy a, you know, million plus property 
doesn't mean that they're any more important than someone that's buying their first property for $50,000 because that $50,000 is everything that they possibly have. Obviously, it's being probably uh, financed, but it's it, it's huge. So I, I know I'm totally going off a tangent. No, on you're question. fine. <laughs> I, I hate talking about that kind of stuff. I'm the last person to build myself up. I just I just like talking. I get it. Trust me, I get it. But no, it's 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 so funny that even agents are really scared to to talk to you know million dollar investors or multi million dollar buyers or sellers or whatever. It's, uh, to be honest, I find the higher price point um, they run a little smoother because the the people that have the finances they know what they want, they know what they don't want, they know what they can do, they know what they can't. Um, but the person that's coming in for the first time or, or you know maybe the second time that doesn't have a lot a lot of money, there's a lot of questions involved and a lot of teaching and a lot of that. I love both. Love it. So, yeah, it's, uh, but the funny thing is, and here in Las Vegas, granted, we have property prices all the way from under $100,000 all the way to multi, 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 multi million. Um, it just depends on where you want to go. So, so yeah. we've, we've got, it. what, 13 minutes left. So we're gonna, I'm going to throw some random questions here for you. So just kind of bear with me <laughs> as we kind of just kind of just know we're going to go a few different places here in the next few minutes as we kind of wrap Bob up. Brandon. Uh, what What's your favorite Cirque du Soleil show? Uh, I have to be terrible and say love show. Not because I was in it, just because it has so much to it. I've fallen asleep in the O show, which is the diving show. I've fallen asleep in the stair. Like, I need something exciting. Granted, I'm you know probably at ADD or something with all the <laughs> career that I've had, but I I I, it, I need something and and the love show it just keeps you going the entire time it's it's fantastic it's great based off the That's answer about favorite. based off the other answer but I still the, these people want me to ask you so I'm gonna ask you so just be I know I know the answer is <laughs> coming but the trains ran away on this one so I'm just gonna ask you sold to anybody famous uh you know what have I no I haven't I almost did but I haven't. And I can't say his name because we had an NDA. Um, but no, I haven't. I really, really haven't. I've sold, you know, rich people, you know, wealthy people, and, and I've helped them, but no one, quote unquote, famous yet. If you're out there, call me. Yeah, I was going to say, anybody famous who wants to be a guest on this show, <laughs> I can hook you up with real estate acres in Vegas. We can make all sorts That's of magic. That's right. Um, What's the biggest change in the real estate dynamics? Because I've noticed that you did some videos for some properties, and the internet's kind of obviously changing everything. Is that the biggest change? Trying to put those videos together, trying to be out in front of that market, or just trying to find people? Or what's what? What am I thinking here? Are, are you asking like what's changed in, in yeah, the real like, estate I mean, market I, for? I, I know you've only been in it for a few years, but it feels like everything is kind of making these big sweeping changes in the last few years too. Yeah, well, I've been in almost well eight years. Almost got going on eight years. Um, the it's always changing. It's, it's continually changing. But from what I can tell, the big big changes. Um, granted, yeah, social media. Honestly, social media. Social media was just kind of getting rolling when uh, when I started, and now that's basically how we find clientele. That's how we sell a lot of product. Um, social media is the way the world is right now. So that's just kind of how things are. And video on top of that is the be all end all that just, if you can do video, you will reach tons of people. Um, I personally have just switched up my website to something new, which is still not the prettiest yet, which I'm working on the back end for that. But the fundam the, uh, the functionality is, is incredible. And then, you know, we added video to it. We added all these things. So, yeah, you have to. If you don't have video, if you don't, if you're not killing it on social media, you know you're you're gonna fall behind. That's just kind of where things are going right now, and not even for this business, for any business, you have to be on it. So, look at you. You're you're doing this through social media, so it's fantastic. Yeah, it's it's kind of the place <laughs> to be. No, Ken, yeah, I cannot help you there. get Dave Navarro on your show. I wish I could. I wish I had some more connections for some more people, but. Maybe if I just say things and will them in intention, maybe that'll be the the, the ticket. I don't know. know what. Dave Navarro, the, the tattoo or tattoo artist. I don't know. We'll see. Dave, no, Dave Navarro's the isn't he a singer? 
I'm terrible. Thought, I'm know? terrible too. So oh. maybe, maybe <laughs> we'll get the wrong guy. <laughs> oh. oh god! I, I did that one. Hair. I did that oh. one night for a show. I had this bio all prepared for the guy, and then I realized about five minutes before the show, I had looked up the wrong guy. But it's the same name. But I had all my notes prepared for the wrong guy. <laughs> That's so funny. That was a little uncomfortable. <laughs> Uh, starting out just as I tried to scramble back around and get all the right stuff for the right guy. But, you know, it happens to the best of us. It'll never happen with me, don't worry. No, I was going to say, not not you. You are not. Def- you were definitely, um, what's that, Google friendly. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, so the next, the next one is kind of a fun one. Um, any of the properties that have you listed or been through uh, supposedly haunted? <laughs> I look for that all the time. Um, I even look for that in my house. Whenever I hear a creak in my house, I'm like, yes. No, honestly, I have not. Because I'm not, I'm not in the properties long enough to really get an idea for it. I'll be in there for, you know, if we need to fix something or whatnot or, or the initial. Um, but no, I've, I haven't seen any haunted anything. Um, granted, if you have a haunted house, call me. I would love to come over. I'm kind of a geek when it comes to that kind of stuff and i saw that you have a, a paranormal website. yeah I was, gonna, I was gonna say that's kind of where i i normally live is kind of in the paranormal but i like to delve off into these other areas just kind of to have fun with them and that's kind of where the area 51 question kind of leaked, leaked through because that is an interest of mine and they obviously we got the ghost stuff so it's good to know that you're i don't want to get you too far into that but it, it's good to know you're a nerd well i'll send you some stuff that'll That'll help you in that process. So. I'm totally a nerd. <laughs> it's just the paranormal. Like I, I wanna, I wanted to be real. Like I, I, just, I just, it's incredible to me. I love it. I, I, it's energy. It's all it is. It's energy. That's all it is. It's fantastic. I it's good it. and it's fun stuff. Okay. okay. So, okay. I, I, I told you we're gonna go a little rapid fire. So I've got a few that are just off my mind right now, and that is like a favorite band group. You know what I'm saying. I didn't, well, I didn't want to go. My favorite band? Yeah, I didn't want to go singer because that kind of narrows the field. But if you know what I'm saying, who, who, who's who's who's? Oh, that is always changing. Um, you know what? Right now, I'm my I'm so eclectic when it comes to everything. But let me see. I'm just going to go on my Spotify and I'm going to show you my who I'm listening to. Let's see. No one's going to know anything of what I talk about because. Well, that's good though. That's I mean, that's better than mine, which is three doors down right now. So, well, I have to say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. My favorite song right now, and actually, it's both my kids' song. I have an 11 year old and a three year old, and they both love this song. It's called "Toothache" by Topaz Jones. You wouldn't think that these kids would love it, but it's actually a really fun song. It's good, and it's right, to me, it's right up my alley. And I, I guess I've listened to it so often that they just love it now. So, that's, a, that's quite a gap they there for for children's songs to work, right? Between right? three and because <laughs> wouldn't think so. But they both put it on. Like I'll I'll walk out and that song will be playing, and I didn't touch it. It's, it's interesting. I like it. And Germantown Runner, I told you he was a legend. He's been demoted now because he mentioned what about Baby Shark? He's been demoted. We're not going to talk about that song. Oh god. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, that was playing earlier in my house. <laughs> I I don't I don't know I can't think of the last time I haven't heard that song. I mean, when did that song come God. out? And I'm, that's probably two days before it came out is the last time I didn't hear it. No, <laughs> that was the time traveler and heard it before it came out. Uh, and and my and my kids are older than well, my, yeah, mine are yeah, both older than yours. So um, I think they just play it now because they know it gets right under my skin. So. <laughs> you know, it's for my. He went. He he listened to it for the young one. He's three now. Uh, he listened to it and it was constant. We have this terrible bath toy that will not stop playing it. But then it went away, and now he's back on it again, like months later. It's terrible. Yeah, it just, stays in your head. It's the worst. As I say, it may be the worst worst kid song ever. Actually, if anybody oh else, open oh, no, challenge no. that somebody could find a kid song that is worse than that one. We'll put a, a I'll put a bounty out, out out on that. I don't know what, but we'll figure it out if we can find one that's even close. So there's that for somebody out there. Probably do some damage on that one. 
Um, let's see. What else? What else? What else? Uh, favorite cereal? You know what? <laughs> That's so random. I love it. Um, as a kid, Lucky Charms, and it's still probably Lucky Charms, but I like the Kashi, Kashi, whatever you want to call it, like the healthiest Kashi cereal they have. I don't know why. It's that is su- such good. an adult answer right there. <laughs> I know. It's terrible, and there's so many more, so much better cereal out there, but I just like healthy stuff, I guess. I don't know why. Go figure. But yeah, Lucky Charms. Look at Lucky Charms. Yeah, I was going to say, we're just going to pretend like you didn't mention that. We're just going to say Lucky Charms for the sake yeah. of them. Keeping the cool points involved. <laughs> well, it doesn't sound like you do much of this, but I'm going to ask anyways. Favorite TV show? Oh, God. I do a lot of it. Um, oh. Favorite? I don't actually do TV. That's the crazy thing. I don't actually do TV. Um, but, ah. Uh-huh. See, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I should have. Uh, no, I'm really thinking now. Ooh. Um, I'm really liking the new Marvel series that are coming out like um oh my god my brain loki is the latest one and then the one before that um i can't think of it but just the way they are doing it it they're changing they're changing how tv is um i'm impressed i'm so impressed by that um but i'm gonna go one step further just because i i have to and just because i have probably every um pop toy there is about this but big trouble in little china is my favorite movie not that you asked well, no, but I I, I could have, so you just beat me to the punch on that one, so that's good. Uh, <laughs> no, okay, so I you, you mentioned using Spotify. Do you do you listen to any podcasts on Spotify? Because I'm just this is just a personal question because I'm trying to figure out the market on this yeah. one still. And, no, and here's the funny thing is is I didn't, and I I have like the premium account and everything, and, and my family listens to it. I just found out I think Monday was it yesterday. Um, that there was podcast. I had no idea. I thought it was just music and everything. And here I am scrolling through and there's podcast. To be honest, what I listen to mostly on Spotify is comedy. That's, I listen to comedy more than I listen to music now. And, and, who, and who are you listening to? Comedy wise. Everyone. Uh, Nate Bargetti, Tom Segura, um, just, oh God, there's so many. Um, I, I, I would have to say, for the last five years, that's the main thing playing in my car, going from you know client to client. Is I'm just listening to comedy. It's great. It, it puts up your spirits. You're laughing. You kind of remember a couple. Hopefully, you remember a couple of things, and you can say it later if you can get it done right. Yeah. Um, it's, it's awesome. I love it. I love it. But you well, still need music. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was yeah, gonna say. Tell you there's a bunch of paranormal podcasts out there. Maybe we'll get you. We'll get you figured out some. And help you out with that. And honestly, I, 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 I've downloaded Spotify, but I have not made the transition away from Amazon Music and Pandora yet. I don't get it, but that's just me. So they all, they all have their pluses. To be honest, they really do. I still listen to Pandora all the time. Yeah, it's when, I, when I'm sick of what. Yeah, I was gonna say it's weird, but hey, I think I think yeah. I look at the clock and I've got 45 seconds left. So hey. It has been a wild ride tonight. I appreciate you coming on on short notice and uh, make, bailing me out and having a great, fun conversation with me. So, uh, I, I'm glad it worked you. out. And I, I kept the electric on for the whole hour too, so that's even more important. <laughs> that's crazy. I'm I'm impressed by that. Good job. <laughs> hey, stay stay oh. uh, stay hydrated out there in the desert. Okay. No problem. Yeah. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> have a good night. Thank you so, so much for this. This is great. And uh, if you ever want to do this again, let me know. Oh, obviously. Have a good night. There we you go. too. Yeah. And there's there's Tal, man. I I told German Town Runner it's going to be a wild ride at the beginning of the show, and I think we, we accomplished that. So have a good night. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mount Report. Stay tuned for details on saving money at the Duck Pond Shop. I hope you enjoyed this report. Please subscribe so that you can join us again. And if you appreciate the show, leave us some stars or a review. For more notes from this show or other great shows, check out Mallard.com. A reminder, the views and opinions of this show are those of the host and guests and do not represent any sponsors, affiliates, or any other partners of the Mallard Report. Now for your money-saving tip. Promo code Mallard at checkout of duckpondshop.com 
where you can get your t-shirt, coffee mug, and other great products. That's promo code Mallard at checkout.pawnshop.com. Until next week, stay safe and keep whacking. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotus, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah, right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripotis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.